Bill Weigel is the Republican candidate for Missouri governor who will join us first. Thanks so much for joining us, State Senator Eigel. Hey, happy to be here. Time starts now. Oh, all, right. all right. So let's go ahead and, I guess, dive into some questions. This is different questions. than the Missouri Senate, for sure. I know, right? <laughs> what should be done to continue to drive growth in Missouri's top industry, agriculture? Ah, great question. So uh, first of all, I, I think I, I want to throw out there that you know a lot of the same things that I've been proposing that are going to be good for agriculture are good for everybody in the state. Uh, one of the things I've been talking about, I just filed legislation on this week, is eliminating and reducing the tax burden that is stagnating all of Missouri. Whether you're in our rural communities, whether you're in our suburbs or our cities, the tax burden has never been bigger in this state. And if you look at states are growing, the states that are growing and not named Missouri, it's because they're not doing some of the dumb things that we do in this state. Like, for example, charge you rent for the crime of owning a car, a tractor, or a combine. That's why I'm the only candidate just proposing getting rid of that thing we call personal property tax. And personal property tax is one of the things that other big red states uh, are not doing and they're growing. Something else we need to get rid of is income tax. Income tax punishing individuals for producing. Think about that. We're punishing individuals for producing is something we've got to get away from. States that are eliminating these bad versions of tax. And it's not a discussion about whether or not we want to fund local services. It's a conversation about whether or not the right way to do it is to charge people for the crime of voting property. Well, my answer to that question is no. And I think if we can tackle those big issues, and we got plenty of Republicans down there in Jefferson City willing to do it, maybe not the right ones, but there are plenty of Republicans down there, I think Missouri is going to get growing, and that's going to be good for everybody in the state. If you eliminate some of the taxes, where does other money come from to make up for what those taxes are currently paying for? Ah, that's the number one question I get, right? How are you going to replace the money if we get rid of personal property? Listen, I, I want to be re really out front with you. I'm not. Listen, I want everybody here to take away from this discussion that of all the problems that we have in this state right now, none of them have to do with government not getting enough of your cash. Not one of them. In fact, right now, the state of Missouri spends twice as much per person as the state of Florida. Twice as much. We have increased the state budget in Missouri by $27 billion since I've been a state senator in 2017. The value of every personal property tax on every citizen in every county is about $1.7 billion. So the problem is not that government's not getting enough from you. The problem is that we haven't had leadership in this state that instead of asking, how are we going to take care of government, it, it should, they, that, the state leadership ought to be asking, how are we going to take care of Missouri taxpayers? And the fact that we haven't been answering that question is why all our communities are stagnating, and that's why growth is going to states not named Missouri. We've got to get rid of personal property tax. It's a great place to start. I'm not sure if I got much clarity in that answer. Can you be a little bit clearer sure. where some of that money is coming from? Sure. I'll tell you, uh, this, the surplus, the, the new revenue, just the new revenue in general revenue, the in growth that we got in Jefferson City this year, just the growth, was $2 billion last year. $2 billion. Now, I told you, that the value of every personal property tax bill was $1.7 billion, which means that right now, this week, we all go down on December 1st and start paying personal property tax. This week, we're all going to pay that bill. With just the growth in revenues that we got, general revenues at the state level, we could have gotten rid of the personal property tax bill of every person and every farmer in the state 
and still had $300 million left over. Did we do that? No, we didn't do that. How many of us here know what we wasted all that money on? $10 billion in new, new decision items. $10 billion. We got a meat lab making synthetic meat. We got tens of millions of dollars for professional private sports stadiums. And when we were wasting all that money in the form of $10 billion in new decision items, we weren't cutting your personal property tax. That's why guys like me and a lot of folks that I'm meeting around the state, especially in our rural areas, are furious. They feel disappointed, frustrated, angry that we haven't taken, that we haven't gone after these big red policy wins that they're seeing happen in other states. Thank you. If elected governor, how would you address concerns about increased foreign ag land ownership in the state without taking away from the agricultural research focus that is so present here in the state of Missouri? So I, when I, whenever, I, it's a great question. Whenever I go to events where I have a lot of folks asking me questions, uh, I always like to ask the audience, how many acres of Missouri farmland should we sell to any foreign country? Any foreign country. And uh, the answer is always the same, zero. I hear that over and over. We shouldn't sell any of Missouri farmland to foreign entities. And of course we should. I mean, I'll give you an example. The country of China manipulates their currency. Then they use that manipulated currency to drive up the value of farmland in our state when they're going in the market over here, which puts Missouri farmland out of the hands of the people that we want to see it have it the most, other Missourians, or at least Americans. In fact, it's not just China that does this. The World Economic Forum is out there trying to get their hands in control of our food supply. That's why I've been an advocate of not only restricting the sale of Missouri farmland to any foreign entity or country, I've also filed a constitutional amendment this week that would require divestiture of the foreign land that's already owned by foreign entities here in the state of Missouri. We're going to take Missouri back. It's going to be owned by Missourians or at least Americans. Missouri Farm Bureau is in the process of offering health plans to farmers. What's your stance on rural health care affordability and availability? Yeah, you, you know, uh, health care for everybody is more expensive today. In fact, uh, I first got involved in politics back in 2016 when we passed this thing called Obamacare. I mean, most of you probably remember those days, right? Obamacare, your rates were going to go down, you were going to keep your doctor, things were going to get more affordable. Well, guess what? None of that was true. And in spite of all the federal money and all the state money that's been pouring into our healthcare apparatus, outcomes and prices have gotten worse. And look at our biggest Medicaid, our biggest government program, it's Medicaid program here at the state level. Well, we spend billions of dollars on that Medicaid program every year, which was found to have more than a billion dollars of waste in it. And of all, in a third-party audit that we did in 2017 on that Medicaid program, you know how many reforms of that report have been implemented that found a billion dollars of waste? None. So imagine the good that we could do for our communities. Imagine if we took billions of dollars in savings from inefficient, broken government, just like from our Medicaid program, started rolling it into things like eliminating personal property tax. Imagine if we do that. That's the Missouri I'm talking about. In the last year, we've seen two major food production companies close processing plants or shut down farms in Missouri, Smithfield and Tyson Foods. How does Missouri continue to attract new agricultural companies into the state and keep them? Good. So uh, this goes back to my first answer. There, there's a tendency to think that What's good for one part of the population somehow is not good for everybody else. I'm here to tell you guys, and you all know this, what's good for our agricultural communities is good for everybody in the state. And the same policies that we're not implementing statewide to benefit every one of the six million people here is stagnating our farming communities. A lot of the rural communities, almost all the rural communities in this state, 
are stagnating, they're shrinking. And when they lose uh, the talent and the individuals and the investment, that hurts us statewide. So what do we need to do to get them growing again? Well, I've just told you, we've got to reduce the tax burden. Like I said, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, who I consider models for how we want to do business in this state, they are growing because they don't charge you rent on your vehicle for personal property tax. They don't charge you income tax. And they've had folks that have not only just claimed to be fiscal conservatives in campaign season, but have actually done it once they got to their state capitals. And they reduced, imagine this, they reduced government spending. And when they did, they were able to set up an environment that prospered all the areas of the state. Imagine a Missouri where you're not paying rent on your combines and your tractors. That's the Missouri I'm talking about. Rural roads and bridges. I hear from farmers that in many areas of the state, there are many in disrepair that need attention. What can the state be doing to better improve rural roads and bridges for so many of these farmers and ranchers that are present and, and those that aren't with us today? Well, I, I, so I mentioned earlier that our, our state budget, by the way, our state budget has never been as big as it is right now. When I came in my first year in the Senate in 2017, the state budget was $27 billion. This year is $51 billion. $51 billion. We've doubled the size of government. We've doubled the size of government, and yet it's amazing that in spite of doubling the size of government, I, I hear that we still have roads and bridges that need to be addressed. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's amazing if you think about it. That's a failure. That's a failure of the regimes that have been in charge of Jefferson City because they're not going around and addressing the actual needs of the, of the communities and of the, the areas of this state. We need to make additional. I've always been a proponent of making additional investments. Now, unlike the Farm Bureau, I don't think that we should be raising people's taxes to do it. One of the worst things that we could do right now would be to raise the tax burden. I mean, I'm running, again, I'm running in this primary against other individuals who passed and supported the largest tax increase in the history of this state. It's, that's what not only divides the Republican Party, but it makes Missouri less attractive. Just because a tax is low, the gas tax is what I'm talking about, just because a tax is low is not a reason to raise it. And I got to tell you, we got plenty of money down there in Jefferson City. And when I see all the money that's been wasted on things that would make you pale, if you knew all the things that we're wasting the money on instead of fixing those roads, you would realize, I think many of you already have realized, that we can do a lot better and spend that money far more efficiently than what we're doing right now. I want to circle back to foreign ag land ownership. I've been reading where you plan to introduce new legislation to bring back up in the next session. Mm -hmm. Last year, state lawmakers couldn't find agreement on that issue. What's different this time around? So I can tell you what's different in my legislation in particular is uh, last year I was the only one to have a bill that would actually, and this was Senate Bill 9, uh, the only, only individual legislature that filed legislation that would, would have restricted foreign ownership for all types of land, agricultural, commercial, and residential. The constitutional amendment that I did file a couple days ago uh, focuses on Missouri farmland, on agricultural land, and not only prohibits the sale of that land, but also has a divestment uh, mechanism so that those that currently own, foreign entities that currently own Missouri farmland have to begin the process and ultimately transfer out of that ownership in the first two years. So that's kind of a difference in tone of before we were just restricting it, I, I think that we not only need to restrict it, which is good moving forward, but we've got to get the land that we've lost back. So that's the difference. From a political difference, I think it was actually a two-part question, that's the functional difference. From a political difference, you know, there's always been a coalition, believe it or not, Republicans and Democrats that realize 
that it's a bad idea to sell control of your food supply to foreign entities. Uh, I think we had some political actors, though, that were stepping and standing in front of this bill. Uh, the Senate passed a bill uh, that actually did restrict all ownership of foreign ground. Uh, and uh, the Farm Bureau, I believe, supported that effort, if I'm not mistaken. And I think now that we have raised more attention to that issue during the offseason. And so I would be very surprised uh, if those same political factors are finding a way to interfere with something that pretty much everybody in the state knows we need to do. We're nearing the end of our time together. So in closing, what would be the one takeaway that you would want these Farm Bureau members to walk away with today? So I'll, I'll give you kind of my 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 top three uh, of, the, of, of things that I'm going to focus on as the next governor of the state. One, property rights. I'll tell you what. We're not only going to protect uh, property rights and farmers from foreign entities that are coming in and trying to take our ground. I've actually also filed legislation that's going to restrict the use of eminent domain uh, that's trying to confiscate ground for the use of solar farms and windmill farms as well. So we're going to protect property rights too. Um, we're going to make sure that we've reduced the tax burden uh, so that all of our communities can thrive. I'm the only one advocating and with a plan to get rid of the personal property tax. And when we do that, we get rid of the income tax and cut the spending that's gonna be required to do that, we're gonna have a whole new place uh, here and how we're leading these United States. And then finally, uh, I wanna free a lot of our farmers and work to reduce regulation uh, and, and, and remove the barriers that are currently in between everyday smaller farmers and folks all over the state. You know, kind of the theme of, uh, I think folks in this state, you should know your farmer and know your food. And I think that if we can get uh, all the bureaucracies that are in the way of making those two very simple statements happen, Missouri's going to be a lot better for it. So thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Senator Igel, for joining us today. All right. I'm usually not on a time limit. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> trying to keep it, trying to keep it going here. Ladies and gentlemen, candidates, Bill Igel.